1: Hello and welcome to BizQuick. I'm Julie.
0: And I'm Corey.
1: And today I get to do the introduction.
0: Because it's an easy name.
1: (laughs) We've got Don Markland out of Jacksonville, Florida. And he is a CEO, he's a business coach, and he's the greatest sales coach on planet Earth.
0: I saw that. And I feel like there might be a few people out there who would argue. And I know that our good friend Corey Barrier... Um, Ooh, he might what? Corey
1: Barrier might might put up a battle on this one.
0: Yeah, yeah. That, that and uh, you know, I, I know Corey. Obviously, I don't I don't know Don. We're gonna meet him today, but um, Corey seems like he's uh, the type of guy who would uh, wouldn't be afraid to throw to down, f- fight dirty.
1: I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. So, well, before we bring Don on to find out what makes him the greatest sales coach on planet Earth. We're going to talk a little bit. Um, what are we talking about?
0: Sales coaching, coaches. We can talk about accountability. That's a big part of, oh, accountability. A big part, big part of coaching in general. Is, yeah. Because uh, that's the only thing that I... I still do not not really sure what a coach does. Um, <laughs> but accountability is part of it. That's the only thing I think they do.
1: Well, they hold people accountable, yes, right? exactly. Yeah. But
0: how? Like with a weapon... Like, how does that work? I
1: don't know. Do you think that if we used weapons to hold our clients accountable that we'd have more or less clients? And would we spend more or less time in jail?
0: Probably. Well, we'd have plenty of clients in prison.
1: <laughs> I'm not looking for prison clients. Um, yeah. <laughs> does that sound so, weird?
0: Yeah, that sounds uh, that sounds a- like a dirty movie. <laughs>
1: That's another podcast. Yes. (laughs) It's a different episode. All right. Well, this, um, so so Don is very, has a very interesting um, experience, right? He's a global sales leader. He's grown three successful companies to over $75 million. He's a Forbes contributor and he runs his own executive coaching practice. So he does a lot of things. Um, So it'd be interesting. I'm guessing he can tell us um, talk to us a lot about, uh, the accountability side of things. And I, you know, what's interesting Corey is that I feel like, you know, for existing entrepreneurs, this is one of the areas that, um, this is tough is the, you know, holding people accountable. So we, you know, we sort of have this hybrid model. We coach and consult where there are some things that we'll just do for our clients. And there's other things that we coach them on, like perhaps like leadership development or how to do marketing or whatever right we're offering these coaching these 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 coaching coachable moments if you will but i find it very hard to for me personally i struggle at the you know they get the action items the takeaways and they're supposed to be doing these things and they're also running a business and we get together for our next session and they haven't done them yet
0: and that's where we came up with our approach, again, for our way to hold people accountable because they're only going to do the work that they want to do. Yeah. And, you know, they, they hire us because they want to improve their business. They want to grow. They want to make more money, etc. But life gets in the way and business gets in the way. And the only way that we could figure out just to – because it's, it's a waste of our time and theirs to meet if nothing has been accomplished. So we basically hold their work hostage, so to speak. We're like – if you're not going to be like, we'll, we'll resume work as soon as you can complete X, Y, and Z.
1: Yeah.
0: And, you know, otherwise, like, there's no sense in us meeting or spending time doing anything because we, we're waiting on you to complete whatever it is that you're doing and then we can move forward.
1: Yeah. And it's sometimes, I mean, this that, um, that particular approach works until it doesn't, right? And by that, like, sometimes people fall so far off or so far behind schedule that it's like, look... Like they paid us, we're committed to doing this work. We they ha- we have a contract with them, and they're not doing their stuff. So now, what do we do?
0: And at that point, we have to alter
1: the language in our contract. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> forge their signature. Uh, no, we, no, Just kidding.
0: We, that's where we. But but like altering the language isn't really that far off. We reevaluate the uh, the contract, the statement yeah. of work, because if what we're working on is no longer something that they need or they don't want to work on or whatever it is we're flexible we can change you know we can we can deliver something else um i mean we've had that with clients where you know we've been months into the project and realized wait we're not working on what they yeah we're not working on what they need us to be actually working on right now yeah so you know we have that talk and say look this is what you paid us to do but you don't need that. You need this.
1: Yeah, and sometimes we have. I laugh because when we were working with um, Caveman Weights, right, which is a really fun client, and Mike was a great, great client. Um, we realized long after we were done doing the work that we delivered him a new website, but that wasn't actually part of our deliverables. And but we were like, you know what? That's on us. That was our that was our goof. And so we, I mean, we took it. We we. We absorbed that cost because we, you know, we paid our, our partner to create that website and we absorbed it because we're like, we we didn't, we, we just did the work thinking that it was supposed to be something we were delivering. And I mean, I don't think in any way, shape or form that Mike took advantage of us. I think Mike oh, no. probably didn't realize it either. And so we're just like, well, that's on us. And well, let's get a little bit better about reading our contracts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the I'm, ones we write. <laughs>
0: I think that we, uh, in that instance, I think we just confused the work that we were doing with him with other clients who were getting websites yeah. and eh, whatever so you got a website. And he got
1: a he got a fantastic website. Yeah. So I mean, hey, go check it out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> gameandweights.com.
1: Yeah, yeah, he got he really did get a fantastic website. So, um so anyway, back to the accountability thing. How much of a problem does that do you think that poses for the clients that we're working for when um, do you think they're expecting us to hold them accountable or do you think that they're expecting us to just Go easy on them and and not really have the accountability piece in there.
0: You know, I think that uh, I think that they're a little bit surprised because now that I'm I'm thinking about it, we don't actually tell them that's a part of what we're going to do is hold them accountable. Like the, we've had two conversations with two clients where it's kind of been like us scolding them a bit, be like, "Look, you're you're screwing up and." Like we need you to do this work, and I mean, we even told one of them like, right now, this conversation is not going to continue until you do this one little thing. That did not go over well, but he did the work. (laughs) Yes, but (laughs) it it, it happened.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So that's I, I guess that's that's a lesson for us and something that we're gonna we continue to improve on over time, but. I know that we, we're running long here and we don't want to take away time from Don. So why don't we pause this conversation and we'll bring Don in and we'll um, continue talking about accountability and all other things related to the greatest salesperson on the planet.
0: We've launched a whole new coaching program aimed at helping small business owners accelerate their revenue. This one-on-one, well, technically too, coaching is built around your schedule and your goals and will help keep you on track to make your business a success. There are no strings attached, no long commitments, and at $600 a month, it's priced perfectly for any small business owner. If you're struggling to find time to grow yourself and your business, or you want to find ways to improve your financial situation, head on over to sbpace.com small-business-coaching to sign up. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. We said we were going to have Don Markland on, but we lied because we got lied to.
1: Twice. Twice. Not once, twice.
0: And, yeah, so we don't know where Don is, but the first time he had to do a last-minute reschedule, and uh, this time no idea where he is, which is funny considering we were talking about accountability and his website is accountability now.
1: Mm. <laughs>
0: Julie has been waiting for me to use one of those buttons oh, for months.
1: I'm so... Simultaneously happy, sad that Don Markland could not make the podcast today because, well, one, I think this allows us to leave Corey Barrier as the reigning champion of sales fact, and two, we got to use the sad trombones, but also three, I really was actually looking forward to talking to Don about, you know, what, why he gives himself the title of why he's the self proclaimed. Sale best salesman on planet Earth. No, best sales coach. Not, sales coach. Not salesman. Oh, sales, sales coach. coach yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um,
0: but, I mean, he's doing a good job of keeping up our, um, of confirming our opinion of coaches in general. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right on. Right. Which is funny because, you know, we are coaches, but we say straight on our website, we hate coaches and consultants. Yes. Yeah. Because, well.
0: I mean, you can clearly just give yourself a title
1: obviously
0: and that's and that's the thing that with coaches that and consultants in general that and we've spoken about this numerous times and, and times and written about it as well that the problem with coaches and consultants is that it requires almost zero uh if not exactly zero experience certifications knowledge anything you can just put coach after your name and now you're a coach
1: mm-hmm he, uh, on every level, though, right? Except I mean, for maybe, like, in the NFL or, well, like, yeah. NBA. But, but I mean, how do you think they get, like, coaches in high school and junior high? Well,
0: exactly. It's like, oh, you... It's the
1: English teacher. Yeah,
0: it, and then I was just going to say that. It's, you know, like, the the little league coach. Oh, it's Johnny's dad. Yeah. Is he qualified to be a coach? Probably not.
1: Probably not. Do you think Johnny's going to get better treatment?
0: Uh If, if he's a better player. Yeah. <laughs> And that's the way it should be. We should live in a meritocracy. Um,
1: (laughs) Agreement, agreement. So, you know, we talked a little bit on the front end about accountability, about coaching and um, about that, you know, what it means to hold your clients accountable. Um, What about Um, when you are in business, so let's say that you're, let's, let's, let's continue talking about accountability and you're not um, not necessarily a coach. Let's say that you're um, consulting for people or you have partners, right? So we have experienced this before where you, you have partners and they don't follow through. Like what is accountability? What does good accountability look like to you in terms of dealing with other people. Right. So not, not like you and I, like when like us holding each other accountable, but the people that we work with, either our clients that we have for that sort of hybrid coaching consulting approach or like partners that we work with.
0: I mean, what does it look like from my perspective or what does it look like in terms of how we hold people accountable?
1: Um, From your perspective in terms of, um, when somebody isn't doing what they say they're going to do or they've committed to do like what does it look like for you holding them accountable well
0: i i mean i think you have to start off with the uh you know innocent until proven guilty approach because the, the, people could have the best intentions but they they're not good at time management or understanding um, uh, how to balance, you know, their, like work-life balance and things like that. So I think that starting off, you want to make sure that you're addressing the right problem. Too often today, we, uh, we're we quick to fix the symptoms and we don't really care about the root cause. And so if somebody's having a problem with accountability, they're not showing up on time, they aren't delivering, you need to figure out why that's happening. Okay. You don't want to just immediately say, okay, we need a fix this problem. It's, are you over committing? Do you have too much on your plate? Do you not care about this? Like, uh, you know, I think that, I mean, when we were talking on the front end there, we, we were saying that you know, a lot of times that we'll, we'll be in the middle of a, a contract with, you know, with a client and realize that what we're working on isn't what they really need.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so, and in that instance, it's, you hire a lot of people, they'll hire, people to help with marketing because they think, oh, well, marketing is just going to fix everything because as soon as I get that marketing problem fixed, then sales are going to come in and then money is just going to fix all of the other problems when it's really something like it's a root cause. There's, there's issues with their product, their service, their processes, their foundation, like all sorts of stuff that need to get fixed. And that's the real reason why they're not seeing the success that they want to see.
1: How much easier is it? I love, I really, I appreciate that answer because- Thank you. you're welcome because it's, um, you know, dealing with symptoms is, it's easier, right? Um, but when you're, how much easier is it to figure out the root cause for a client versus figuring it out for ourselves? So for example, um, you know, we're, we know we can get a lot of traffic to our website, but sometimes we struggle with conversions on some of our courses, right? So, Is it, it, like, how do we, how do we sort of do the analysis to determine, do our courses suck? They don't. Or is it bad sales copy, right? And like, what's the, you know, how do you, how do you, if you're being really analytical and not emotional, which is pretty much you all the time, um, how do you kind of walk through those steps to diagnose what the actual, Problem is for us versus how you do it for a client. Do you approach it differently?
0: I mean, not not really. So, I mean, to break it down for us, so the you know we get we get traffic to our site through paid ads, mm-hmm. but then we have a problem with conversion. So we you know you immediately you isolate where the problem is, and so um, I'm trying to think of an example. I can't with a, a client that I know that we had recently, but for again using our, ourselves as the example. Um you our ads aren't the problem. the content, the copy and our ads who we're marketing to, that's not the problem. We're getting a, we're getting a great return on our investment there in terms of people showing up to our website mm-hmm. but there's a disconnect somewhere between that website and the purchase button. Yeah, And so for us like and that's where okay, so, We we've tried to fix a few things along the way to make it, you know, smoother uh, experience, fewer clicks, uh, better copy, all of those things. Um, But I don't think that we've and I don't even know if we're qualified to do this in the sense that um, we're we're in the middle of it, you know, and and we this is would be an instance where outsourcing is probably a good idea to say, you know, hire somebody. I mean, you could even do A-B testing. You could do. Uh, secret shoppers, I wasn't the right word, but like something along those lines, where you pay people to like come, like go to the website, go through your experience. What do you like? What don't you like? Um,
1: oh, yeah. So user, so so user group testing.
0: Yeah, group testing things yeah. like that um, to to find out where where we're missing the mark. Because yeah. uh, again, like it, like we know that we can get people to the site, and we know the products are good, and we know the there's value in what the people are getting. But that click and and the thing is, is it could be it could be our copy. It could be that we uh, just don't have that credibility as a business yet. Like people, they land on our site and they're like, well, I don't really know who these people are. And, you know, mm-hmm. maybe we need to write redirect them to somewhere else or, um, you know, we we've thought. Yeah, I don't know. A lot I, of things that the, and that's the thing, like when we were talking with uh, Caleb uh, Roach is the the you can look at the numbers and i think this is before we had them on when we were doing our fr- our front half there but the um the numbers numbers don't lie they just tell you what whatever they tell you and yeah. so um you know you can look at that and say oh, okay well the, it if we could blame it on copy but maybe that's not it maybe maybe our color scheme sucks and it just turns people off and like there's nothing about our color scheme or color palette that says buy now yeah so there's a lot of things that could that could affect that. Um, but we know at least where the problem is.
1: Right. That's true. And I also was wondering, I mean, could the problem be, um, I have two other ideas, right. And I, I think this is just a really good time to say, I feel like we're going to get this problem solved very quickly, um, very soon. Right. In terms of, cause we've got, you know, two really big things going on. Um, one being that, um, we're going to be doing a mastermind with David Breyer on branding and positioning, and that's going to help us tremendously. And the other is that I um, am working now with Tony Watley, and um, working on um, just just basic business stuff for our business, and um, and that's like a twelve month um, commitment of coaching with with Tony in in a mastermind. So I feel like we're gonna we will get to the bottom of it, and so I have a little bit more. This is unusual for me. I have a little bit more patience than I normally do where I'm like, we'll get there. I know, we
0: haven't updated this website in like 48 hours.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But I find myself wondering, is it possible that one, we're not selling to the right pain point for people, right? So is it what the offer that we have, and maybe even the sales copy is good, but it's not the pain that the people that are coming to our website are feeling, or two, is it that there's this really huge oversaturation in online courses, and so we've got to really amp it up. And I often wonder, do we need to increase our prices to make the product seem more valuable? And I don't, I don't know the answer to it.
0: Yeah, and and we could spend the entire rest of this podcast talking about that um but yeah and and there's there's that and that's the thing when when you're having a problem with your business or your personal life Corey harris life coach um (laughs) (laughs) it's easy to it's easy to jump to conclusions as to what the problem is but realistically there's there's probably something driving the that's causing that actual problem and there could be multiple solutions to it so you know you have to be open minded to to different approaches um different solutions and you have to be willing to uh i mean just to, to take advice that you might not you know actually take from from other people you know yeah whatever that is i don't know if that made any sense at all
1: no, it no it absolutely did i i think that you know we're we're going to find out that there are there's probably a few screws we need to tighten Sure. Does that sound weird?
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's certain things that we're going to, if we're going to go with the building analogy, we got to, we got to nail down a few things, but, uh, (laughs) and it
1: could
0: be, it could be one thing. It could be a combination of things. And, And that's, again, people are quick to blame one particular thing. Like this is the reason that my business is failing. It's because I can't find people. You know, there's, there's nobody in the labor market out there. I, that's why I can't do my business. It's like, well, there are people out there. The problem is you can't find people to work for you.
1: Mm-hmm. And,
0: you know, why is that? And then you have to dive into that. Like, is it because of your culture? Is it because of the pay? Is it because of the industry, the location?
1: Are you a crappy leader? <laughs> are you a
0: crappy? Yeah, all of those things yeah. need to be considered. And so, but it's easy just to place the blame on the obvious like again, the symptom when it's probably not that.
1: It's probably not that. It's probably something a little bit different. Yeah. So that you know, when you're and and that also circles back to accountability, right? And finding the what the actual problem is, and then being accountable for your role in it and your in causing it and in the solution to it.
0: Yeah, and I think that feedback, uh, being able to receive feedback. Without taking it personally, especially when it comes to your business is so critical because, um, I mean, it's hard to receive personal feedback without taking it personally, but, um,
1: I never take feedback. No, personally. not <laughs> that at all.
0: If, <laughs> if there's somebody that has zero emotion on this team, it's me. Yes. Um, <laughs>
1: what was my, what was my, um, my, um, Spacey uh, I think Award, the most emotional, most emotional team member. Yes. Yeah, you were biggest bully on the block. Fact.
0: <laughs> um, but the uh, and a title that I hold near and dear. So, uh, but yeah, the, the understanding that again, it, when it comes to feedback, it it has to it, intent is all of like is an important part of that because if somebody's giving you feedback because they want you to improve, and they're not trying to be hurtful. Obviously, like you can't take that personally. It's Mm -hmm. I don't like this about your business and not because I want you to feel bad about yourself, but because I want you to do better. Mm -hmm. And that's and people it's hard to give feedback because people take it so seriously. And that's why I love like I mean, like love and hate, but mostly love online reviews because you get you get a more unfiltered view of what your business is. People are going to be a little more honest. I mean, sometimes a little
1: Too honest? uh, I mean, honest to the
0: point where it's just overkill. Like, you know, you have a bad experience at a restaurant because there's a labor shortage and you were told well in advance of sitting down that there's a labor shortage and then you go online and complain about how slow the service is. Yes, you're accurate. The service was slow. But you're just being a dick at that point. The but you know going in and saying you know giving an honest review of a business the the customer service experience was great the um, you know the the interaction online was to be um, you know whatever the server, like Love all of something those things to be yeah, yeah exactly so like and that where i think our people are going to be more willing to give their honest opinion yeah um because they don't you know people try to avoid that like they, they avoid confrontation whenever they whenever possible for the most part, most people do.
1: But they also, a lot of people really enjoy being sort of these keyboard warriors, right? Yeah. Where they're like, let me say all the mean things right now that I can possibly say, but I, being able to receive feedback and we ask all of our clients this when we start working with them is, you know, how are you on getting direct feedback? Um, I think sometimes, um, if we become too close to the clients and by we, I mean me, (laughs) it gets a little bit harder to give that direct feedback. Um, but I also have, I have noticed about myself that when I get to the point where I realize that maybe clients start to take advantage of that relationship, I I will, I will get direct real fast. Like I will let that, that friendship, it it gets does it
0: sail it
1: gets it what it's the friendship sale (laughs) yeah no it gets it gets moved to the side real quick right where it's like yes we can be friends over here but right here during this business transaction like you're gonna need to make some adjustments real quick sure or we're gonna fire you yeah and you know you gotta hold people accountable but i also expect that people will hold us accountable
0: you would you would think so but then again like when it comes to like people they think they're doing you a favor by not telling you bad things when in fact you need to hear that like it, you you do anything it's it, it it's impossible to please everybody and if you do something and it pleases everybody there's something wrong because it, it, it oh yeah it, you you take a uh You know anything out there? It's like okay, like I mean, yes, it's possible to get five stars, obviously on a scale of one to five. Um, Nothing wrong with that, but like realistically, like was everything perfect? No, exactly. So, and that's where that that honest feedback comes in. But then you know you look at a company and they've got a thousand ratings and they're all five stars. It's like there's no way that they can that every single person was happy. With it, their entire transaction
1: exactly. Or you know when he, it's almost like when we, um, you know, as we're getting reviews on Bizquick, and we finally got like a four star review, and you were like, oh, thank God, <laughs> it actually makes it makes us seem more legit, right? Because somebody was like, hey, it was good, but it wasn't perfect. Yeah, yeah,
0: and because this this is you know, a, a learning experience for us and, and we welcome feedback. I mean, anytime that somebody tells us something that they think that we should improve upon, it's not like we're going to jump at it and immediately fix whatever it is, but we'll address it. We'll, we'll review it and say, okay, is this something that, that fits our, you know, that, that we need to fix that fits our brand that fits whatever, we're, whatever it is we're trying to deliver. Yeah. You know, and that's appreciated. So for anybody out there, if you, uh you want to fix something with this podcast let us know
1: yeah let us we know. would appreciate that yeah yeah if you want if you want us to adjust Corey's attitude yeah
0: no you do not want that to happen folks <laughs> um but that's uh we're gonna have to start wrapping up we appreciate um don for not showing up so i gave us a chance to chat and troubleshoot some things about our uh marketing
1: yeah about our marketing our accountability and now you know that um the uh you know machine that is sb pays and BizQuick podcast is on a constant quest of improvement all right um so thank you cory for showing up for me today you're welcome <laughs> i appreciate you thanks to our listeners for tuning in um thank you to Corey barrier for continuing to be the sales ceo you are in our opinion the greatest sales coach on planet earth and everything you need to know about cory Barrier <laughs> will be in this show notes sure because we'll, who else are we gonna promote
0: yeah we'll put him in the show notes <laughs> um if you want to work with us you can connect with us on social media linkedin twitter instagram facebook youtube we got tiktok going on probably remove twitter from that list um Everything that you would ever need to know about us, uh, for the most part, is on our website, sppace.com. And if you want to work with us, reach out to us there.
1: Yeah. And you know what? Subscribe to our podcast and we would really love it if you would like us, give us a review, do some downloads. And if you're interested in hearing about any topics, go ahead and reach out and uh, let us know.
0: Don't forget to purchase our book, Seriously, Now What? A Small Business Guide to Disaster Preparedness. We've got a digital workbook download available on our website. It was a number one bestseller on Amazon. And if you've already purchased it, don't forget to rate it and review it and give us some of that honest feedback. Yeah. I'm Julie. And I'm Corey.
1: And this was BizQuick, holding people accountable all across America.